Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. And welcome to WandaVision Episode 5 breakdown, recap, Easter egg hunt, whatever you want to call this. That's that's what it is. That's what we're doing here. Um, now, this one in particular, if you're kind of not sure where things are going or why people were excited about certain things that you saw, that's what we're here to talk about and kind of make sense of it all. I, as I've mentioned, I am not a comic book person. However, my co-host today is Ashley and she absolutely is. And that's She's going to hear, she's going to kind of explain to us where things might be going, or at least what the, I don't know, the questions are that, that this episode brought up. Uh, and she knows a lot of stuff, uh, very geeky, very into comic books and always has been. So, uh, Ashley, go ahead and tell people where they can find you online and, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey friends, I'm Ashley. You can find me on my website with ashleyandco.com on Twitter at that Ashley Aaron and on my podcast as well, Geek Girls Universe. And no matter where you find me, I'm probably talking about some Marvel theories, especially with WandaVision. I feel like I've been down several rabbit holes in the past several weeks. Oh, yes. WandaVision is giving us a lot to to consider and to look at and to think about. Uh, we're also doing some of that considering and thinking about in our Facebook group, which is Marvel Moms. So feel free to come join us over there. We are, um, you know, moms that like Marvel, but you don't have to be a mom to be in the group. And in fact, you don't even have to be a woman to be in the group. So feel free to check that out and see if that's someplace you want to come and have those discussions. We are always open to have more folks in there talking about all things Marvel. All right. Uh, so Ashley, we're going to start as always. I'm going to let you go ahead and start with the breakdown and then I will interrupt with my observations and my questions, which I have many to go with uh, on this one. I will say that this episode is, is again, like kind of giving us half and half. We're getting the sitcom feel of things. By the way, we're in the 80s, uh, which is my generation, which is a lot of fun to see this throwback to. And then, of course, we're back and forth between the 80s and the now, uh, which is happening with everything that's happening with S.W.O.R.D. So let's go. What happened? What'd you see? Go for it. Okay. This episode had a lot. I've, I'm trying not to be lengthy with this uh, recap. So it starts in the sitcom in the 80s. And the babies are crying and they're, you know, it's the whole new parent thing, right? You're exhausted. You can't get them to stop. Her powers don't work on them, which is an interesting foreshadow, I believe. Just like her powers didn't work on the stork, if you recall. <laughs> well, I laughed about um, when she's, uh, you know, she's like, why Why didn't that work? Or why didn't they, you know, why didn't they respond to that? And you right. know, kids, you can't control them is something that's mm -hmm. said a little bit later. But yeah, I noticed that too, that um, the kids are not responding as they quote unquote should <laughs> to right. Wanda's powers. So that definitely tells us something maybe about the kids. Yes, 100%. At least that's my opinion. Uh, so Auntie Agnes, as she calls herself, shows up and she's trying to to help them envision like any new father, like kind of does that freak out like, okay, just don't touch them. Like I'm freaking out. These are my babies. And it throws her completely off. The sitcom 
facade drops, she's just like, should we take this from the top? Like she knows it's a show. And I've kind of said from the beginning, I think Agnes uh, knows the real the real realness, the real reality of what's going on. And this episode, as it goes on, I really feel like she's given up on trying to pretend that she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, there's definitely a kind of a shift and a change. We're not completely absorbed in that um, uh, sitcom reality of Wanda's anymore. We're getting more breaks that are coming through, not just Agnes. There's more in this episode. Um, But something I noted about Agnes is that Have you noticed that every time Wanda needs help with something, Agnes comes in? Yes. And I, and I don't think that's just the sitcom nosy neighbor thing. I think there's a reason for that as you've touched on. I, and I think this was the episode where we kind of see the proof of it, where she's like, uh, like she totally breaks the fourth wall, kind of breaks the character and is like, so do you want me just to, to run that over again? Or should we start from the top, you know, kind of thing. And definitely signaling to me anyway, that, that Agnes knows something about this reality and knows something about what's going on. She's there on purpose. Now, is it something that Wanda brought her in to help with, or is Agnes the one that brought Wanda into all of it? Like, we don't know any of that yet, but yes, it's very clear that Agnes is in on all of this. Yes. And in the comic books, Agnes as Agatha Harkness is Wanda's mentor. Okay. So her being there to help her, it, it fits, you know. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so one of the things you, if you didn't notice it, you want to go back and watch is throughout the episode, there's red distortion lines around almost everyone and everything except mm. Wanda and the twins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're the only three people that don't show any type of distortion lines around them it's like this it almost looks like your tv needs to be adjusted that's what i thought at first i was like wait what's wrong with the red of my tv but it's not it was on there on purpose anyways even during that encounter with agnes when agnes like breaks character the baby stopped crying it was very eerie and like you were saying patty you know we kind of got we're getting taken more out of that sitcom and into reality a lot more and i think it's going to continue in that trend where there's going to be less sitcom and more harsh reality. Um, and, and I, and I think harsh is the right word. I think we're, yeah. I, I, as this one went through, I was like, whoa, we're setting up for some, um, some, some combat. Like I can see we're going to have mm-hmm. some struggles, um, particularly inside Wanda's little brain there that that's going to come out of all of this. Um, and there's definitely lines being drawn, like folks that are going to be like wanting to help Wanda and folks that are seeing Wanda just as a threat. And mm-hmm. That's all coming out in this episode. So, yeah. So, uh, like you said, Agnes is the one who says, oh, kids, you can't control them no matter Mm -hmm. how hard you try. And she mentions that after the boys age up to five. So they go from infants to five in a matter of minutes. And then, you know, we get the whole uh, opening credits, which kind of pay homage to growing pains, family ties, and like a smidge in a full house. I don't know. I feel like we'll get more full house next week in the 90s. Well, and I had to laugh about like the kids growing up because while I know it's serving a purpose in the in the Wanda worldview of things, in WandaVision's worldview of things, um, I also feel like that was kind of a a nudge nudge too, family ties. Cause didn't they like they have a baby one season and the next season he's like twelve. <laughs> he wasn't twelve. <laughs> but he they totally aged him up. The right. the kid that played him all of a sudden was like walking, talking, 
and becoming a mini Alex P. Keaton, um, which was the joke for that season. But I do remember specifically, again, I'm old. I watched Family Ties when it was <laughs> actually on TV and live. Um, and I remember that that was kind of like everybody's like, wait, what what happened? And it was just simply like they didn't want to deal with a baby storyline. And so all of a sudden, this kid is old enough to have lines and have a have a whole thing. So I don't know if I mean, I'm sure it was mostly to do with the Wanda situation, but I think it also very much fit with maybe why they picked family ties to like set this one in was because those, the kid like aged up crazily and, you know, it's kind of known for that. Yeah, I'm totally, it could. And you're right. Like most sitcoms don't like to deal with babies. So it's like, all right. And they're toddlers and now they're 10. (laughs) Did you? did you ever watch Family Ties? Have you ever seen any of it? I I have seen it. It was definitely reruns. I think I watched it at my grandmother's house. I uh, don't remember it fully. I did remember the uh, like the opening sequence and like the vibe and stuff. So. I have to laugh because this one was called. <laughs> wasn't this episode called like a very special episode or something like that? And that was a very eighties thing that they used to do. And Family Ties has one, and I want to say it was a two parter. But and I was obsessed with it. And it's like, um, A, my name is Alex, I think is what that special episode was. And Michael J. Fox does this really interesting situation, like his friend dies and he goes to counseling. And it's this whole, it's really, it was totally done differently than anything that they had done on Family Ties before. So I'm just throwing that out there for anybody who has some interest in old school sitcoms or anybody that's like me old and just wants to revisit um, A, My Name is Alex. That was, I remember that as being like a really powerful episode, but um, let's go back to WandaVision. But I just had to throw that out there from my childhood. It stuck with me. <laughs> Okay, well, after the opening credits, we're back in reality and Monica's getting like the full workup examination because obviously she got booted out of Westview. Uh, she recounts that her memories are filled with pain and a hopeless feeling like grief. And if you're, don't, I swear this entire episode, don't mm-hmm. blink. <laughs> so in this moment, if you can keep your eyes open the whole time, they are quickly flashing images of Monica. That we've seen so far. Monica learning that her mother has died. Monica in Westview. Then we also see flashes of Wanda going through grieving moments as well. Um, So Wu and Darcy come in. Um, I'm standing Agent Wu and Dr. Darcy Lewis forever and ever. I just love them. And unlike the rest of S.W.O.R.D., Wu is like, this is Dr. Darcy Lewis. Yes, thank you. I caught that. I was like... You know, Randall Park, I know you did that. I know that was all you. So I was like, yes, Agent Wu is uh, the hero That's that we need right. in 2021. That's right. <laughs> uh, but what was interesting in that scene, uh, however, was Monica's test mm-hmm. results. So the x-rays come back blank. And her blood work, we didn't hear what it was, but obviously it was inconclusive to whatever they were looking for. And the nurse, doctor, whomever was like, oh, well, we need to run these tests again. And Monica's very firm. And she's like, nah, we're done here. Wu brushes it off. However, we do know that Monica is has powers or is going to have powers. I believe she already has them at this point. And that's why stuff's not showing up. So in the comic books, Monica can transform herself into any form of energy within the electromagnetic spectrum, which would include x-rays 
So essentially, she absorbed the x-rays in this moment, and she knew they were going to be blank. And as far as blood work goes, I'm assuming her blood is also changed as a result of whatever has happened to her in space, where she gained her powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll probably get more of that as the show goes on. She Because she did say herself, the actress, that this would serve as kind of an origin story for Monica. Back in the briefing room, they're all hanging out. Oh, and wait, out. wait, wait. So origin story of Monica. So you are saying Monica is going to be uh, more than just R- Monica Rambo, yes? Okay. Yes. She's going to either be Spectrum, which I think that might be the name they're going to end up going with. Uh, she has several different names in the comics. Photon's one of them, which we know is her mother's call sign in mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. So yeah, she's definitely going to have powers if she doesn't already have them. I think she already has so them. Do you, so do you think she got the powers from going into the hex, as Darcy is calling it? Uh, or do you think she had those powers all along somehow? I think she okay. had them all along, which is why she knew that them testing her again would still lead to nothing oh. on their screen. And she doesn't want them. I don't think she wants them questioning okay. her. I don't think she See, all I yeah. saw was like, she's like, I just don't have time for this. I'm fine. Like, like just, I would act that way. Like, oh, stop it. I'm fine. Let me just go back to work. Right. But you were kind of leaning towards, see, this is why you're here. Cause you got a little bit of more of the background knowledge <laughs> that I wouldn't have caught on. You're saying there's possible that um, Monica either knows or has suspected that she has something kind of, that's not quite right, you know? Uh, and so she's just like, uh, leave that alone. Let's just move on. And yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. Cool. Okay. I d- I don't think Sword knows, and I don't think she wants. Well, Sword right, to right, know. right, right, right. So, especially because I know she has her suspicions mm-hmm. about Hayward, which um, I'm going to say it a little early, but you and I, we told you guys so. <laughs> Hayward is a bad guy. Well, <laughs> he is. A well, bad guy. okay, but I'm kind of leaning towards. <laughs> is he? Like is or is that too obvious? And is he really just a as Darcy says, a beep? Wow. <laughs> because I'm, when she, I'm kind of wondering if it's too it. heavy handed. Like it's making it very obvious that that as we move forward here, that Hayward is a jerk, and he, like I said, the lines were being John right, and so Hayward's line is definitely mm-hmm. that Wanda is the victimizer, that she is the villain, she is who we have to mm-hmm. save our world from. She's the problem. Where Monica and Jimmy and Doctor Darcy are like, uh, you know, no, I think we need to give her a little bit more credit and a little bit more loyalty. Something is happening. We don't know what that is. Yes, she's causing some problems, but, you know, they're leaning towards the side of it's this isn't Wanda as we know her. So let's find out what changed mm-hmm. or what happened. So that's where right. I just come back with with um, with Hayward is, is it too obvious? Well... I mean, you might think that, but let's look at this whole scene. So they, like you said, Monica, Darcy, Agent Wu, they're all like, well, you know, she was an Avenger. She helped them. You know, Monica talks about how she could have taken Thanos out by herself. Like she, if he hadn't called in that blitz, like she doesn't need the rest of the Avengers team to take out Thanos, which is the big bad of, you know, the previous Marvel movies. However, if you notice when Hayward's like, oh, she was this horrible person it and she like stole Vision's body and how dare her and he doesn't want his body used as a weapon. If you look at the footage that they show from Sword 1, how does Sword have his body? The last we knew of it, it was in Wakanda. And two, they are in an active lab 
they have dissected his body, which that points to some nefarious dealings to well, me. He's made of vibranium. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's true. Good point. Is that he definitely they knew they were doing something with with with, with, with him, vision yeah. with the vision's body. So you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. So. I think it's more so he's violating Vision's last uh-huh. words. Okay. His mm-hmm. will, right, of not wanting to be a weapon. And Wanda came in to save mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like this. I like that. Okay. That's <laughs> all right. Um, again, there's some more like uh, Wu and Darcy, they take on the fandom. Wu's like, okay, so she brought him back, but she, without the Mind Stone. How is that possible? Nobody knows, including Darcy. But I have a feeling we'll find out soon. Tommy and Billy, they found a dog. Sparky is a dog from the comics. In the comics, he's a robot dog, though. He's a synthesoid, just like Vision. But in this show, he's a real dog. And Wanda's like, oh, da-da-da-da-da, creates a dog collar, literally right in front of Agnes. Vision's like, whoa, well, I thought we we were hiding our powers. And Wanda's like, maybe we shouldn't have to anymore. And Agnes didn't react. See, again, Agnes is not surprised by any of this. Yeah. Which should just tell you. She knows. She knows more than she has let on. And Wanda's definitely like, she recognizes that and is like, no, it's okay. I I don't care anymore. We shouldn't have to do that. We're going to live. My new, it's like her vision of things is now evolving, right? And so, yeah, yeah, she's like, no, we don't have to do that. The vision and uh, Wanda, they're like, oh, boys, you can't have a dog. (laughs) <laughs> till you're 10 and then immediately they're like okay cool well, we'll just age ourselves up to 10 <laughs> it's like all right that's fine totally totally normal right with kids agnes just kind of laughs about it remarks about the dog not getting any bigger and we go back to the sword camp where monica is talking about all the stuff she would need to get into the the hex again and she's like oh we need an aerospace engineer i know someone so who is she talking about? I have a feeling it's Fitz. You think it's you think it's no? Fitzy? I think it's. I'm Reed sure Richards. it is. Um, my guess is that it. My my guess <laughs> is that this is going to be the way we open um, the Fantastic Four into uh, the MCU, which right. Feige had already said. Yes, all of them are coming. Mm-hmm. Like he was like Fantastic Four is coming, yes. and we're going to have um, X Men coming, and all of that. Like he he's mm-hmm. already said that. So that's my that's my real guess. But my heart, my my heart belongs to Fitz from Agents of Shield. I think it would be a lot of fun. Like I said before, if they were able to somehow, like, kind of make, I don't know, make it right, like go back and tie in some of those um, Agents of Shield's uh, TV show characters into the stuff right. going forward. Now, even if they don't become, you know, regulars or we don't see them often, but I just loved how Coulson. Early on, before Shield even start, the Agents of Shield uh, show started, how he was in all of the movies. I would love if just here and there we would pepper in some of these agents would come back for cameos. That would make my day, like make my year, make my Marvel love just you know explode inside my heart. <laughs> uh, you know, ten. I, look, I might even get a Feige tattoo if that were to happen. And guys, I don't have any <laughs> tattoos, but that might actually do it is all I'm saying. If they do go back and give me some more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Um, so yes, my, my first thought was it's going to be Fantastic Four. But then I thought, how cool would it be if they brought in Fitz? Ah! 
but it's going to be ages. It's going to be fantastic for. But so, so here's the thing: Have you gone the next step forward? So if we're talking, we're getting we're we're going to hit the multiverse. Right, 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 right. And if we're if we're going to sure. bring in Fantastic Four, and as we get to the end of this episode, we'll see what what we're really talking about. Does this allow? Does this allow Chris Evans to come back as the Human Torch? <laughs> I don't think he would probably. But do don't that. you think that'd be wild? Like a total way. Of be, I mean, there would be like It'd some. There would be some play on things where they'd be like, "He reminds me of someone." You know what I mean? Like I could, and I could even like. I'm laughing in my head. I'm like, they're gonna look at his butt and they're gonna zoom in on his butt. And they're like, "Doesn't that remind you?" Like Darcy, Doctor Darcy, could totally be like, "Doesn't it remind you of somebody?" And they're like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know me. I am never opposed to more Chris Evans wherever he wants to show up. I don't think it's likely, but I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I just, I was like, wouldn't that, look, look at me. I'm like casting everything in the future. I'm like, I want Chris Evans back. I want uh, Leopold Fitz back. All right. Make it happen. Kevin Feige. Cause I know you're listening, dude. I know you're listening. You've got time for this. <laughs> um, those are just my thoughts. I, you go ahead and use them freely if you need to. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so uh, back to, back to where we were. Darcy, Dr. Darcy is talking about yeah. the hex and she's like calling yeah. The hex now, which I love, mm -hmm. and she obviously Same. loves. And then later, Monica says something about, "Well, when I go into the hex," and she's like, "Ah, you use the hex." Yeah, I was excited too because I wrote a whole post at cbr.com about the hexes in the last yep, episode. Yep, yep. So I was like, "Yes, Darcy!" I was so happy. Uh, so moving forward, uh, another major moment in the show: the Vision goes to work. And computational services has gotten a nice 80s upgrade. They're all getting computers and they're super excited about this awesome new technology called electronic mail. <laughs> and it's so top notch. And, you know, Norm is like, cowabunga, dude. And I'm like, ah, ha, ha, Teenage Mutant Ninja Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting is the first email that comes in on every single computer and everybody in the office all of a sudden starts reciting it. It's an email, a secret communique from S.W.O.R.D. And it's about the Maximoff anomaly. And Vision's like, wait, what? What's mm -hmm. happening here? He uses his powers on the computer. I don't know if he was trying to glean where it came from or what. But then he turns to Norm, does the same thing to him, touching his temples, as we saw him do in the trailers to Agnes. And Norm snaps out of it, and he's freaking out. He's like, where's my phone? I've got to call my sister. Everything hurts. You've got to stop her. And Vision's like, who? I have to stop who? And you know, Norm continues to freak out, and Vision ends up putting him back under whatever mind control he was under before Vision unlocked it. And Vision, of course, is like, what the heck is going on? Back at home, yeah, however, was, Sword I, has sent I want to talk in. about that scene real quick. Yeah, um, go for it. That one was really heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. so we have Norm, who on their, you know, on their wall is pe being played by somebody called Ablish uh, Tandon. And so his we hear about his family and how he's like, I need to get back and I need to help my, my sister and she's taking care of my dad. And oh my gosh, like you got to stop her. Obviously he's, that's what's happening in the real life, you know, 
world that Wanda has taken over. And I just thought it was played so well and it was such an important scene and it kind of starts clicking things going in Vision's head. But it also shows us that Vision is not under Wanda's control. He is able to be self-aware and to start thinking things through. Now, he doesn't have all the pieces and parts. He really still doesn't know what is going on, but he knows something is going on and something isn't right. And this was a very important uh, moment of that to really hit home where, you know, you just see him start to start to think it out and uh, try to figure out what to do next. Yeah, he's kind of had some clarity moments throughout, but she always has managed to Mm -hmm. distract him enough. And we learned that sending him to the office was a Mm -hmm. distraction because the boys are like, the boys have taught the dog some tricks and they want to show their dad. And she's like, oh, he's at work. And they're like, it's Saturday. And she goes, no, it's not. And they're like, yes, it is, mom. Because again, she can't control them. So then she even says, well, your dad needed a distraction. And every moment in the episode, including this episode, something always happens to distract Vision when he gets on that train of thought of like, wait a second, something is not right. But this time with the norm, like you said, it was a very pivotal scene because now Vision's like, wait, no, something is absolutely wrong. And it later comes out in the episode where he's not going to be deterred by her distractions anymore. He wants to have the conversation and who that conversation, but before yeah, that conversation, yeah. uh, while he is at work, sword decides to send in an eighties drone because Monica's thinking is Wanda changes things to fit the reality, the decade that she happens to have Westview in. So what happens if you send something in that doesn't need to be changed? Monica thinks it's just a drone to talk to Wanda to make content she, uh, contact. She literally had just said, dude, she could have taken Thanos out by herself. Monica is smart enough to know, and I also believe Wu and Darcy are as well. This doesn't end well with Wanda unless you can talk mm-hmm. to her because she can take out everybody mm-hmm. that's out there. Um, But Hayward, in his wisdom was like, mm, well, we're just going to launch a missile letter and see what happens. And what happens is Wanda throws up a please stand by to the TV screens, comes out of Westview, tosses the drone at them, and stands off with Hayward and the rest of S.W.O.R.D. Yep. And that was such a good moment. It was moment. huge. Like, oh, it was very it was- big. Now let's talk about this drone. The drone that they fly in is from the 80s so that it didn't have to change. And there's a comment about that, about, you know, it's 80s technology, but can you clear up the picture and blah, 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 blah. I saw, I don't know how, and I I didn't read all your detailed posts, but you also put together this awesome detailed post about Easter eggs and such. So it's probably on there. But did you note that that drone, when Wanda comes through and throws it at them, did you note what it says on the side? Stark Industries. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, Stark Industries nowadays doesn't make drones, but back in the 80s, right? They absolutely would have had that. So I thought that was interesting. And then on top of that, like, it's Stark Industries. The thing that terrified her as a child is, like, back to terrorize her again with her children standing right there. Oh, no, ma'am. You do not do that to Miss Wando Maximoff. Like, I think that's why she came out so mad and just furious. So So mad. mad. She was 
Yeah. And that was a scene, like you said, that was a super powerful scene where she comes through the hex and she throws this drone at them and she has a talk where she basically breaks it down for them um, on, you know, what their, what their, her eyes are red. Like she's mad. Oh, a hundred percent. And if you notice, and this is another reason why I think Hayward, Hayward and sword essentially stole vision's body because you know, she gets mad at Monica's there and she goes, oh, you're still here. And she starts to pull her powers around her hand like she's going to do something. But Monica's like, look, you let mm-hmm. me in. You knew who I was. You're a telepath. You know, on some level, I'm here to help you. I'm an ally. So Wanda doesn't actually hurt her at all. And Monica's like, what do you want? And she goes, "You, I have what I want. And then she goes, and no one's going to take it from yep. me again. And in that moment, her eyesight shifts to Hayward. And she also called him Director yep. Hayward, although he never introduced himself. So again, she knows who yes. he is. And I think that he had stolen or somehow pulled rank government rank with the Accords or some garbage to get Vision's mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. to S.W.O.R.D. And she found out about it and was like, you're not going to use my husband's body as you know a weapon or whatever you're trying to do here. And then she does the little, like, she flips her power up in the air, kind of does like a poo, like whatever. And then it goes into everybody's brain that had a gun and they all point at Hayward and she's just like, I'm out and walks away. And I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, no, that was, uh, that was pretty, pretty freaking amazing. Absolutely. It was epic. He was like, Hayward's like, well, you can hardly blame us, Wanda. And she's like, oh, I think I can. So yeah, there was like an, there was absolutely an interaction in between the two of them that I think points to she knows who he is and how dirty he was dealing and um, what's going Mm -hmm. on there. Um, But again, like I, I just, I feel like it's like too telegraphed in a sense that I'm like, yes, he's going to be dirty on some level, but is it like the big bad level or just like, like minor bad level? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I think his strings are being pulled by somebody else. For sure, because he's like, I was authorized mm-hmm. to release this footage, but he's the head of S.W.O.R.D., so who's right. authorizing it then? Right. You know what I mean? I thought that was strange. So, yeah, so she walks out, which, funny side note, not that the X-Men movies tie into the MCU at all, but if you go, I don't remember which one it is, but her father in the comics is Magneto, and uh, Magneto in the newer X-Men movies does that same hand toss thing with his powers, so it mimics, it just mimicked the moment. I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> and then we get a nice commercial break. It's been a while since we had one of those. And this one is for Lagos paper towels that absorbs a red liquid that looks like blood. And, and like the tagline is something like um, to clean up when you've made a big mess that you can't clean up or something like that. But it was like uh, for messes you didn't yes, need to make yes. or something Yes, And so like that. if you didn't get the connection, uh, Lago, like, is, isn't it Lagos though in Nigeria? It's, I think it's Lagos. I think, I, I think though in Nigeria, it was like Lagos. And anyway, that she that was where she made the mess. That's where back in, was that a Civil, Civil War. War? Thank you. It was in Civil War where she caused some destruction because she couldn't control her powers and she made a mess. That's what that's referring to. So if you didn't catch exactly what that meant, th- we just saved you a Google. That's what it's, that's what it's, it's Wanda's like 
the mess that she didn't mean to make, but she got to clean it up. You know, that's what that was. So, right. And like we had kind of talked about in, uh, I think it might even have been the first episode we did like this was that the commercials are tying into Mm -hmm, her memories. mm -hmm. Um, so this one was kind of very obvious. Um, you know, after she deals with the whole drone strike thing, uh, we find out that the dog has died. He's eaten uh, Agnes's azaleas. She's the one that finds him. It's this terribly emo- it's, it's emotional, but the boys are heartbroken and they look at her and they're like, fix it. You can fix anything. And she goes, what are you talking about? And then Tommy begs her to quote, fix mm-hmm. the dead. And we know again, vision is dead as far as we know. So these kids know something and she goes into this whole long talk, almost as if she's talking to herself as well as them and to us, you know, you can't reverse death. Some things are forever. She's trying to help them mourn and accept this loss. I want to go back to what she says to the kids. She basically says, do not age yourself. Do not grow up. And I felt like this, again, was kind of a callback to her grief and her history as a child and how Mm -hmm. she had to grow up. Her and Pedro had to grow up oh so fast, you know, once their parents died. And she didn't want that reaction to happen with her kids. So she, you know, straight up tells them, um, you need to experience this grief. I know it's terrible. I know you want to run from it. I know that's the easy answer, but don't, you know, don't grow up. And they're like, but it's hard, mommy. Um, but I did think that that was an mm-hmm. important, again, kind of call back to what she had been through um, in her own right. childhood. Yeah. Leia said that whole conversation, it felt like she was talking to them, but she was talking mm-hmm. to herself and she was talking to us. And it was very emotional um, knowing her story and knowing obviously the current grief she's experiencing. I mean, her life has been really tough. But we get back into the sitcom thing. Like I said, nighttime falls. That would be when the credits start to roll. But Vision confronts her about what Norm says said to him. And she, of course, tries to play it off. He goes, you can't control me mm-hmm. the way you do them. And she she looks at him and she goes, can't I? And then you hear like the like sitcom music, the, the fake credits start to roll. But Vision at this point is like, I'm done doing this. So he comes out of the kitchen. He's in full mm-hmm. Vision mode, not in like human disguise he's in the air he's like breaking down like i don't know who i am i don't know what my life was before westview what is going on like he's demanding answers and he even questions the fact there's no children in westview like what is that about he's asking about everything and demanding answers and that was heartbreaking too like he man paul bettany they killed it i tell you i thought the same thing yeah this whole the whole last few minutes of the episode were so so dramatic and just so well acted. She's crying. They're both kind of crying. And she's like, I'm not controlling everything. This she is, goes, you think I could do all yes, of this? This is like I the can't. ding, ding, ding moment where vision is finally mm-hmm. breaking through and trying to get like, he's like, look, we got to talk. You can't control me. I'm tired of this. What is going on? Like, I want to know the, the real deal. So he's confronting Wanda and she tried to control him, but it didn't work. So then they're having this real life like discussion. And you can see that her confusion is starting to break in. And this is where, like, you know, the Team Wanda folks over on the sword end of things, they're right to be Mm -hmm. Team Wanda. She is not, you know, like doing this to be a a threat to the world. She's doing it to protect Vision, to protect herself. And she's, she even says, I didn't, uh, when the doorbell rings, she says, I didn't do that. You don't believe me, but I didn't do that. 
And I think that that's really right. important that we start to realize that some things are happening that isn't fully in Wanda's control. And she is becoming mm-hmm. aware of it, which I think through this entire episode, if you watch, that's what that's what you can pick up on. If you go back and do a rewatch, you'll see all of that. Um, and then Vision is now becoming aware of of the fact that strings are being pulled or they're playing this thing. Because he even said, you know, you want to change everything now that it's night. You want to reset the, you know, the stage and we'll be in someplace else and do something different. And he's like, and I don't want to do that. I want to have a talk about what is happening. And that's where she says, do you think I can control all these people? Do you think I can get them to their dentist appointments? You know, I can't do all of that. I, I, I'm not in, con- you know, she's basically mm-hmm. saying she is not fully in control. Obviously she's right. controlling some things, but she doesn't have it all under yes. her power. And right. so this was a very interesting moment between the two of them where you can also see, and like you said, Paul Bettany did such an amazing job. I thought I was really just like, all right, and there's your Emmy. Um, I'll give it to you for this scene. Um, I thought it was yeah. really good. And uh, yeah, they, 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 we we get a little bit of vision and Wanda and like their true uh, connections and their true true love together. Like I I felt like he was fighting for her because he wants to understand what's going on. But of course, as an individual, he doesn't even know anything that happened outside. He doesn't have any memory of that. So he is also asking her like, "Tell me what is happening." He's like. Well, he says like what what's outside of Westview, and she goes, "Yeah, you don't yeah, know. yeah." And then he also says something like, "I feel like like you you just recently became fully aware that this is happening. Like you didn't do you didn't plan this." Well, she even says she goes, "I don't know." Yes, how it started. that's it, that's it. Yeah, and and he's like, "I know you didn't plan this, but you're still perpetuating it. So what is happening? Let's talk right. about this anyway." So yeah, that's a whole breakdown. Right. So you go rewatch that one if you really want to see some masterclass acting because I think they did a great job. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I've long been on team. Wanda's not a hundred percent in control. And I don't think I believe her. Like he goes, I'm going against statistics here when she goes, I didn't make the doorbell ring. Cause again, they're having this in depth. They're finally having the conversation they need to have that things aren't right. Something's up and something again comes along mm-hmm. to distract them and to break the conversation and she's like i didn't do it and he's not sure that he believes that but yeah. i believe her i don't think she made the doorbell ring because she looked just as confused and like what is happening so the door opens and it's quicksilver but it's not the mcu quicksilver it's the fox quicksilver quicksilver <laughs> for those that didn't know that was the name of pietro from age of ultron right. so that's who quicksilver was and he died in age of ultron spoiler alert uh, he died um right. but uh yeah. but yes she opens the door and she says pietro and she does have a look on her face like i don't i couldn't decide if she was confused because- that that her dead brother was there, right? Or if it was a confusion because of who they ended up having as the actor to play this. Yes. So Darcy, like us at home, we're like, she recast Pietro. So in Age of Ultron, Pietro is played by somebody completely different. In WandaVision, this was Evan Peters. He's from the Fox movies where he went by Quicksilver, because that's the Mm -hmm. mutant name, just like Scarlet Witch is her mutant name. But the MCU, until their acquisition of Fox, could not use it, blah, 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 legal stuff, yada, yada, yada. So I thought it was confusion, because she's looking at him like he kind of looks like her brother, but it's not her brother. 
And he's all like, oh, what? Long lost brother can't get a hug. Like being a total like, it reminded me of Greece when they're the guys are all like, ha, 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 we're so cool. <laughs> and she hugs him, but she still looks extremely uncomfortable with what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, exactly. It's not like she would have thrown her arms around her real brother and been, you know. So, yeah, there's definitely something. She's questioning what's happening at this point, I think. Um, and with. Right, because why would she yeah, do that? Yeah, right? and with that line that Darcy says, um, she recasts Pietro. Did, I mean, I think Darcy just introduced the multiverse, right? Because now we have. The mutants, and this mm-hmm. is, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the first official mutant in the MCU? Like at this point, up to this point, we haven't had the mutants at all. No, because we couldn't. We yeah, couldn't but I them. mean, the, no, but no mention of it, no talk of it, like no, nothing at all, zero zip zilch. And so now. Well, that's, well, that was part of the legal stuff. They actually couldn't even mm-hmm. use the word mutants. And so now. Here we go. Oh, we yeah. have Quicksilver who has entered the chat. And um, this just tells you that this multiverse uh, is opening. And so, it can, and it also tell me if this is right or not. My understanding in, in the Marvel universe, <laughs> the reason why, like when I said um, about Monica and you think she's somebody and you gave me two different options of who she might be. And the reason why like um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, even though I know that's not MCU, but FYI, awesome, amazing, blind, mind-blowing movie. They talk about multiverses and there's different Spider-Men in different timelines, right? Isn't that what all these comics are? Is like there's different timelines going on. And the one that yeah. we know and that yeah. we've been following has been the 616 uh, timeline. Is that right? Uh, technically, the MCU has its own. So each... Okay, I'm trying to find. Yeah, I know it's crazy, crazy. and if it's too hard, you we can we can revisit this next week. But my understanding is multiverse means um, there's all these different timelines going on all around the place, and so this is kind of opening like maybe bringing in other people from different timelines, which. Uh, again, Doctor Strange and the multiverse, right? And Madness Multiverse, like right, right. They're, they're already telling us that that's what we're getting into. So things are going to get really weird and really quirky really quickly, I think, from this point forward. Yeah. Um, but that's that was my takeaway when I saw that it was Evan Peters um, at playing uh, Quicksilver, that they brought that character in, obviously, on purpose, um, that we're hitting the multiverse sitch now. Yeah. Um, so the easiest way to explain it is that in the comics, there are different versions of okay. Earth. And yes, uh, they have drawn a lot from Earth 616. However, the MCU has its own uh, designation. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, um, and I'm not sure if the Fox properties have, because uh, I kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like I treated the like Fox DC. properties. Like yeah. I DC movies, <laughs> I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. So, I, I've, <laughs> so. I, I've seen a handful of them, y'all, and I just want to say if you decide, oh, well, if these – if Fantastic Four and if X-Men are all going to come out and I should go back and catch up on all of those, just be warned. No. You can if you want some basic information of who these superheroes are and, and how they might play in later. But I will warn you, the movies really are not that good. I mean – and that's being that's being very generous and being very kind. <laughs> uh, yes, that's generous. 
That's generous. Actually, you're probably better off watching the 90s cartoon X-Men. It's okay. There's there's a lot of really fantastic actors <laughs> in these movies. Uh, like we mentioned, Chris Evans played yes. a whole other um, character in the Marvel-ish universe here. But, um, but guys, like the movies just are not just like tamper your expectations. Okay. Um, anywho. On that note, <laughs> anything else you want to wrap up with before we get on out of this one? So you mentioned uh, the multiverse. I personally don't know if it's the multiverse at this point. I think it's somebody in disguise. Okay. Personally, that's where and I'm who, leaning. Who, uh, when it who comes do you think them. is in disguise and who are they disguised as? I think it's Mephesto or Nightmare. Although Mephesto has been pointed at in other episodes. Uh, and he can distort reality mm-hmm. as well so i think it's him as quicksilver as quicksilver Quicks- okay yeah quicks quicks then that would explain why he doesn't look right okay. also if you notice uh and it'll be in my breakdown i actually have a screenshot of it there's the red distortion lines around him as mm. well when she opens mm-hmm. the door so something isn't right when it comes to him i'm just saying <laughs> okay so Keep an eye on that Are one. we thinking that Mephesto, like somehow Mephesto and Wanda hook up and he's like, I will help you get Vision because she's obviously finds out something's up with Vision and she wants to protect him or save him or whatever is, is our thought process is that's why she busted into sword and took her man back. Right. So you think maybe Mephesto is like, I'll help you. You help me. And like she literally made a deal with the devil. No, I don't think she knows. Okay. I I think that once the battle with Thanos was over, she was like, okay, where's Vision's body? And she was told who had it. And she went to go investigate. And being a telepath, she could figure out what was going on in there. And unless the person, like if he stole it, for instance, I'd be like, sure, he would be like, "Uh, yeah, no, he stole it. And that's bad. But I think that's why Westview, because, you know, why did, why did Wanda choose Westview? Why did she say she doesn't know how it started? Mephesto is tied in very strongly with both Agnes's character in the comics and Wanda's children and House of M, which is a major storyline feeding into the show. So I just think that she doesn't know that, but she's going to learn. She's going to learn. And he looks like he might show up in Loki too. So for him to show up now, it would make sense then to see him again in Loki. All righty. Well, with that, just yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> we will we will see what happens next. Uh, all right, guys. As always, thanks for joining us. If you have some thoughts, come join us in the Marvel Moms Facebook group, and we can talk about it. Um, there's just so much coming out every week with this series, but you know we're halfway through, right? It's a ten episode series. Nine. It's nine. It's nine. Yeah, it's nine. Oh, so we're already halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a little scary. Yeah, we, only, we have four episodes. We only left. have four episodes left. <laughs> ah, I thought it was an even ton. Okay, so we got nine episodes. Um, this was number five, so there's only four left. Yeah, there's a there's going to be a lot to. I don't. I, want, I was about to say there's going to be a lot to wrap up. I don't think they're going to wrap it up. I think they're going to leave. Uh-oh. The ending is going to be one of those awful Marvel cliffhangers where they ha- make us wait for what happens in maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier or what happens, like you said, in Loki and then the next movie to come out. Like it's going to, we're going to get things all tied up. Uh, But 
it's not going to be tied up in a pretty bow. It's going to definitely leave us no. uh, waiting for those next movies to come out. So, you know, that's what that's what Marvel does. And I don't blame them for that. And I'm here for it. So I cannot wait to see how this goes. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about it all again. And you know you want to join us because it is no fun to fangirl alone. Bye, y'all. Bye.